I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Welcome. You are locked on to a bonus Locked On Mavericks podcast. Uh, weekend edition, Saturday if you're watching this, maybe Friday on YouTube. By the way, subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're not already. We have an incredible amount of subscribers already we did not expect. So thank you guys so much for subscribing. Uh, we wanted to bring one more episode, kind of a bonus episode for you, because we had scheduled to go with Kane Pittman after the game against the Bucks. And we were like, okay, yeah, let's go with Kane. But then Christoph Porzingis made a couple of comments after the game that we knew we had to address before Monday. And we wanted to get to them because, uh, and we didn't want to get to him with Kane because we, we wanted to talk about Buck stuff. And he was using that audio for Lockdown Bucks and all that kind of stuff. So I'm here with Isaac, the one more thinking with one more episode for the week. And uh, we wanted to talk about Christoph Porzingis. Yeah, you know, it's. One of the biggest storylines around the team right now. This is why we're doing this podcast because, you know, we talk about the biggest storylines around the team. And, you know, even, you know, going into the game, we have, you know, Dallas loses against Houston, bad loss, bad team, the Rockets are. And, you know, KP doesn't get the touches. He talks about after the game how he didn't get the, you know, the play calling and didn't get the ball. He was clearly frustrated and rightfully so. I would be too if I was him. And, I mean, more a testament to everything is we did a locker room during halftime of this game. We went live on locker room Thursday nights like we normally do. So join us for locker room on Thursday nights. But we decided to do it uh, during the middle of the game. Towards the end of the second quarter, we went live. You know, a good amount of you guys uh, were in there. And if for the first like three questions, the three people we had on stage was, uh, you know, about the chemistry, Luca and KP, that chemistry. Is it okay? Is it? So it's what a lot of, you guys listening are thinking about talking about. I had multiple texts tonight on my phone uh, during and after the game about this. <laughs> and rightfully so, because it's two young cornerstones of your franchise. There's no way around that. Any team in the league that has two superstar young cornerstones of their franchise that you plan on being together for the next five, six, seven years, then any type of chemistry issues is going to be magnified. Now, what the level of that is, we don't clearly know all the extent of that. There's frustrations there, very clearly. You can, and a lot of that has come to light because of what we've seen from KP. From Luca's side, Luca has taken the PR angle of it as best as he, he's can. I mean, he said uh, after Houston, he said, hey, everybody has bad games. He's always saying, hey, we want to get KP the ball. Luca is saying, you know, he is saying the things that you would normally hear KP is more of and, hey I'm and gonna Luca express- doesn't say much things right like we should mention exactly. that Luca keeps it real short and sweet usually points to team stuff he always says the stuff about stats oh I don't care about stats I just want to win right he keeps it real short and sweet Luke, yeah. KP is the opposite of that almost yeah and we all know that team chemistry stuff happens on teams all the time between star players role players whatever it happens on so many teams it's just a lot of times we never hear about it and it takes a player that is very expressive about his feelings and doesn't mind sharing how he feels about things. And this is KP in this scenario. What Different comments, body language, everything. And the latest case was after the game tonight uh, against the Bucks in a win over the Bucks. 
you know, it's become such a storyline over the past week or so that Brad Townsend, you know, asked KP about it. Let's hear from Brad Townsend and Chris Porzingis about the connection between Luca and KP. Yeah, hey KP, uh, what would you say your connection level is like on the court with Luca? Uh, you know, those two fourth quarter threes you hit were passes from him. But I don't know if you're aware, but fans watch you guys on the court, see how much you interact, and I thought Twitter was going to go nuts when you guys knuckle tap tonight. Yeah, we're we're we're, we're trying to play together and and, and help each other. Um, and and you know we we want to win at the end we all want to win here you know and then and that's it you know we we have to keep playing and keep playing together and keep playing well and and help each other uh okay brad threw a little bit of humor at the end there and kp did not like want to dance you know what i mean like he did not want to play back with it right he's like ah i thought twitter was gonna go nuts when you guys knuckle tapped and KP wasn't like ha 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 yeah you know we do it more in the locker room blah 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 like he didn't say anything like that (laughs) that is where I know some people have said well couldn't KP's comments be about Rick Carlisle and sure I'm sure there's some frustration there uh it's not going to be the first time a star player has been frustrated with Rick Carlisle or a player we've we've heard that too this season we've heard his frustration about the minutes and the finding his rhythm and all of that he's been he has shared his frustration on with coaching staff very openly with us so but then this one is like a direct question about his his connection with luca it's not like luca's a great guy you know he he's an incredible player incredible basketball player i love playing next to luca he did not say that right like and kp says what he thinks at least we think he does or at least you know it was just a very strange answer of a question to me and to, to answer it that way, to not kind of play back with the media, you know, with Brad Townsend, who's in every single one of these, has probably asked KP like 100 questions, right, since he's since he's come to Dallas. Uh, it's very strange. And so I really am now, like, it, it, my microscope is like, I'm going to the next, you know how when you take a microscope and you, like, turn it to the next thing, right? Like, you turn yeah. it to the ne- the one that's, like, more magnifying. I, like, I'm turning it up now, right? And I wonder... I wonder if after this game, we're going to see them interact more. Like, KP's going to know, all right, they're thinking about this. It's actually been said to me that they're thinking about this, specifically on Twitter, right? KP, if he was, you know, as media savvy as, like, Tom Brady's team or Joel Embiid, would post a picture of him and Luka, like, arm over arm, right? Like, yeah. like doing something like that, right? So I'd be so interested to see if they do something like that. Uh, they're going to walk into the game together against the Spurs on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, they're just gonna be like arm in arm or like holding hands. What if they're holding hands? Like, I would die if they're. <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, coming up, we're gonna hear another question from Christoph Porzingis uh, from uh, Tim McMahon asking this question about play calling. So that was kind of a big thing after the Houston game. We want to hear Christoph's answer on this. And you'll definitely want to hear it, so we'll get into it coming up. But before we do, got to tell you about Built Bar. It's a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. They're absolutely delicious. There's incredible flavors right now. You can get the raspberry. You can get the Cherry Barcia, the Double Chocolate, the All Great Mint Brownie. They're absolutely incredible. They are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for a keto diet. For example, the Cherry Barcia one that we love, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. And you can get them at BuiltBar.com. Use that promo code LOCKED15 and get it 15% off your next order. Again, that's LOCKED15, 15% off at BuiltBar.com. 
All right, Isaac Harris, let's hear the last question here. This is from Tim McMahon, ESPN, asking Christoph Porzingis about the play calling. KP, you mentioned the play calling last night. Um, How much do you want plays called for you versus just kind of getting stuff in the flow and, and, you know, the reads getting the ball to you? I think it's like, I mean, of course, you know, when it's in the flow, like tonight – then, then it's simple, you know, the ball comes to me and, you know, we, we just play. But there's some situations where whether it's Luca or myself, they, they don't back off at all or, or they switch right away. So there's, you know, you don't get nothing easy or you don't create that space in any situation. So that's when you need actually to call some plays where somebody sets a screen on me so I can cut and, you know, open things up and so on. Um, and that's that's where we, you know, have, have our struggles a little bit. But um, we'll see. We'll see if we can, you know, keep working towards towards being better. Interesting. So, like, this is now the disconnect. Now, this is about Rick Carlisle, right? Like, when do they call plays? When do they play this play this free flowing offense? And it seems like KP is in favor of like, like calling plays. And I'm gonna guess Luca is in favor of the free flowing, right? Like, there's just yeah. now diametrically opposed <clears throat> foes, right, at this point in the offense. And so, this is not uncommon with teams, right? One player thinks they should play this way to maximize his strengths. Other player thinks they should maximize his strengths. The coach is probably going to go what's best for the team, which is Luca. Uh, but getting yeah. KP involved is something that it's not like the Mavericks have been opposed to that, right? They were calling plays for him against, you know, the Bucks on you know on Thursday, and so this was definitely something they're cognizant about and something that they're going to try to you know work into their offense more. But down the stretch, especially. Like at the end of that Bucks game, they were not running some plays. They were like, let's 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 go five out, and let's try to get into the teeth into the defense, kick out to KP, and he can hit some shots, right? And so uh, that answer was kind of interesting to me to hear from KP because when he says call plays, it means run stuff for me, right? Like that's what yeah. it's, that's what it says to me. <clears throat> yeah, well, it's just a. I don't think it's an either or of like, oh, is he saying something about Carlisle? Is he saying something about Luca? I think it's just more of the collective system that's being ran in the fourth quarter because, like you said, the best system for Dallas to run majority of the time is the Luka Doncic show. When you have a star like Luka, put the ball in his hands. We've talked about the evolution of Rick Carlisle, how over the years, how the Jason Kidd, Rajon Rondo, all this different stuff, how Rick wanted to have the you know control and reins on the stuff. It seems like he's loosening the reins and letting Luka run the show. But then you insert a guy like Christos Porzingis is like, hey, I'm freaking 25, 24. Uh, he's 25. He's, I'm freaking 25 years old. I'm like, I want to be the man too. So I don't want to be Ryan Anderson. I want to be the man. I want to be the all-star that I was in New York. I want to have the ball. I want plays ran for me. And he's saying I want plays because plays ran for him guarantees him getting the ball. When we saw that Houston game, you know, there were – and it's that free-flowing thing, If it's not Luka taking the shot, it's Luka dictating who's the open guy, and then bam, KP's not, you know, he's not getting the ball. So it's, it's something they have to figure out. We all know this. We all know there's some frustration there. The biggest question is, how detrimental would it be long-term? Because like Nick just said, this, like, chemistry stuff isn't uncommon. Like this, this stuff happens. We've the seen Warriors, it. right? The Warriors with Draymond yeah. and KD, the most recent example of this. It's like teams win the title sometimes when two of their like starters or you know, in their stars don't get along the best. Now, can it tear the team apart? It potentially could. Could it tear the you know duo apart? Potentially, like you have to at least leave that out there. 
But we just don't know from our angle that like we don't know all the behind the scenes stuff. We don't know the extent of their relationship and all that different stuff. We don't know that. You hope that they can come. We all, I mean, how many of us, how many of you listen to this podcast? You work with somebody in your work, your workplace that you just don't like. And you're like, hey, we have to have a relationship for the better of our business, for the better of our company, for the better of our department, for the better of whatever it is. I'm not going to hang better out with of you. A, of a daily Dallas Mavericks podcast, for example. Oh, I thought we were friends. <laughs> the veil has been torn. We are not friends. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but it's like, but there's some people that you're like, hey, cool. I'm. We can talk about us sending emails, but we're not going to have some drinks together in on my back porch this weekend. Like that's just you. We all have relationships like that. But can you come to a common ground to work together to make the best and to achieve the best for your team and your department? You insert whatever work situation that you're in. That's what Dallas has to figure out this season moving forward is, hey, we understand it's rocky. We understand that it's probably not the best right now between our two cornerstone franchise guys. But is it sustainable? Can we win at the highest level? Is it that bad yet? And that's for Dallas to decide, not us. Yeah, because what can happen, right? KP can't ask for a trade right now, right? Like they could, they're, no. they're not going to buy him out. You know what I mean? Like they're not going to waive him. He wouldn't want to buy him. He wouldn't want them to buy him out and lose all that money. So, like, what can really happen? He could, KP can pout and he could, you know, bring the team down maybe. But like Isaac said, the Mavericks have to figure out how to make this work. And I think Luca and KP are professional enough that they're going to try to make this work. And KP, all his comments in some of those those quotes about you know Luca and his connection is we're going to try to make it work you know on on the basketball court we're going to try to make it work yeah. we're, gonna try, we're trying to make it work on the court and I think they still have good chemistry on the court they know where each other are they they like to do that little two man game and they can they can make it work I'm not worried about it for this season it's what happens when the season is done what happens yeah. when the Mavericks lose in the first round. What happens if they're in the play-in and they lose in the play-in because mm. KP was taking a bunch of shots or because Luka wouldn't pass? You know what I mean? Like, what happens then if it gets to that certain point? So, uh, yeah, we wanted to just just bring this to you and uh, and w- winning talk about cures this. all, right? Hundred I mean, percent. They, they they continue winning like they are. They're what fifteen and four, I think now with their starters. When you know the starting unit starts, something along those lines. Their net rating's great with the starter, you know, the starting group. If they continue to win games, they move into the top six. They get into the second round and yep. go to seven games. They make a surprise Portland run like a few years ago and make it to the conference final. They do stuff like that, then all of a sudden this chemistry stuff is kind of taking a back seat. It's not it doesn't have such a bright light. But like you said, if they go into a play-in game and they lose and they don't make the the actual playoffs, or let's say they make the playoffs and they they lose in like four or five games. And there's this stuff is clearly still an issue. There's still a lot of body language. There's still some passive aggressive comments after the game. There's still some you know shot stuff in the fourth quarter. That's that's the scenario that's like oh dang now this is gonna play out into the fourth, but or play off into the off season. So winning will cure cure it all if they continue winning. That uh that will be a great sign. We'll keep monitoring this. Guys, if you're not subscribed to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that, if you're not subscribed on YouTube, go check it out. You can watch us there. There's also an episode with Kane Pittman, so you can watch all that. Uh, I do a little tricks and stuff on the on the, the presentation, so I put up tweets. I'll put up stats. I'll put up all kinds of stuff, so good stuff on the live stream. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom. Have a great weekend.